I'm Master Sergeant Thomas Wheeler, and welcome to this episode of the Spartan News. In today's episode, we talk with a staff judge advocate about your left and right limits as both a citizen of the United States and a member of the U.S. Armed Forces when it comes to public statements and activities in a politically charged environment. Please welcome Captain Patrick Scotty, who's with the Task Force Spartan Staff Judge Advocate. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you for uh, being with us today. Well, thank you for having me. This is my first podcast. I'm pretty excited about it. So to get started, um, I don't think anybody's going to disagree with me when I say our nation has been pretty divided of late when it comes to politics and uh, especially on what you know people see as the best pathway forward for our country. And anybody who has eyes can see on social media, people are pretty vocal about it. People in uniform are no different. So we thought that it would be a good idea for the soldiers of the task force to know what the do's and don'ts are when it comes to their physical and online activities. Um, and, and we have a pretty good mixture here of active duty, National Guard, reserves, and, and DOD civilians. And since we're all federalized, I think we should stick to you know what those do's and don'ts are when it comes to a, a federalized force or our, our mobilized force. So can you tell us uh, or tell our audience uh, what are the do's and don'ts when it comes to their personal activities and, and, and maybe even their online activities. Yeah, so if you don't mind, before we get into those do's and don'ts, uh, the I just want to uh, put out there, because the DOD is all about getting our active duty members the ability to vote, especially when deployed, if they want to. And there's a program called the Federal Voting Assistance Program, fvap.gov, um, which all, all service members can go on. They can find out more about how they can vote while they're over here. You know, if Task Force Spartan soldiers are yearning to vote, yearning to, uh, the DOD has this phrase that I, that I really like. It sounds like the Founding Fathers uh, would have written it, uh, exercising the obligations of citizenship. If Task Force Spartan soldiers want to exercise the obligations of citizenship and engage in the voting process, please check out that website. Additionally, the commander should be appointing some voting assistance officers to help people out as we get closer to the election time. So uh, look out for that. Check out that website. For political activities, the DOD and the military as a whole are apolitical. And we strive to be apolitical. We try so hard to be apolitical because we have the trust of the American people. The American people count on us to not take sides, but to do what's right. And so when we come onto active duty, we do lose some rights, we do lose some privileges, some abilities to engage in the political process, all in service of ensuring that the Department of Defense, that the military, hold on to the trust of the American people. And so some of those things that are taken away from us, you know, we can't engage in what's called partisan political activity. There's a DOD Directive 1344.10 which goes through all the do's and don'ts for military service members. And you'll see this phrase if you pull up the directive, partisan political activity. Well, that sounds like a loaded phrase, so what, what does it actually mean? It's, it's anything, any kind of activity that might be directed at the success or failure of a political party, a partisan political candidate, a campaign, a group, or a cause. And now I understand that is really broad. That, that, that seems to cover a lot of activity. And for those who are politically minded, it does. It does cover a lot of activity. So for example, um, on social media, right? If you are politically engaged or you wanna learn more about a candidate, you're on social media, you can like 
you can friend, you can follow their Facebook page, their Twitter account, so that you can get updates to your own page, so you can read more about the candidate, the campaign, the cause, whatever it may be. But it's when you take that next step into putting the information from that campaign or candidate out there that you would cross the line into partisan political activity. So you can't post links to these candidates' pages. You can't share them. You can't retweet comments or tweets from their Facebook page or their Twitter account. So we really encourage soldiers when they're on social media to think about what they're putting out there. There's this great section in the Task Force Spartan social media policy, and now you know I'm a nerd because I'm referencing uh, Task Force Spartan policy, but uh, there's, there's this great little paragraph that asks soldiers to think type posts. Think about the message being communicated. Who could view it now? Who could view it for years to come? Type a communication that's consistent with the Army values and post only those messages that demonstrate dignity and respect for self and others. Um, and I think that you know, every time we go on social media and post anything that isn't just our own personal opinion, uh, which is okay, you can go on there and post your own personal opinion, but uh, I, I always caution soldiers to think about what they're putting out there, especially if what they're putting out there is related to a social media movement, because that social media movement today might be very in vogue, that hashtag might be all the rage, but we don't know what will happen tomorrow or the week after. Could it be co-opted by nefarious characters for a negative purpose? And then the soldier is out there having these pro uh, messages and it could reflect poorly on them, could reflect poorly on the DOD. Something else to think about when we're talking about social media is do you have on your social media page that you are connected in some way to the Department of Defense, the military? Is your title on there? Do you have pictures of yourself on there? Because then if you're posting your personal opinions, that gets a little trickier. You know, you don't want to be seen as giving the military sign-off on these opinions. So if you can be identified as military, it's always a good idea to disclaim, to say, hey, this is my personal opinion. It has nothing to do with uh, the military or the DOD. Yeah, I, a lot of people I don't think understand that the average citizen out there, when they see a, a person in uniform and, and they're saying something or, or they're endorsing something, that they see the uniform. They don't see the rank. They don't see the fact that you're not leadership. They just see the uniform. I think they assume that, well, the military must be good with that because their people are saying this kind of stuff on their personal pages. So it's important for them to understand that the American public see what they do and taking note of that. You remind me that, you know, perception is such an important part of being a member of the military, considering perception, right? When, like, civilians don't have to worry about fraternization, but we do in the military, and a lot of fraternization is perception. The same thing with ethical issues when it comes to other subordinate superior relationships or with political activities. Always consider the perception before you're putting yourself out there and engaging in these kinds of political activities. It reminds me of a letter from Defense Secretary Mattis. I think it was in 2017. He sent out this letter to the force that talked about ethics being a football field, and each of us is in the midfield, and we should stay in the midfield. Don't get too close to the left or the right limits, because there's so much gray area out there. If we stay right in the middle and we make a small mistake, well, our battle buddies are there to pick us up, to set us right, and we don't cross a boundary. 
But if we're starting to veer to the left, to the right, too close to a boundary, and we make a mistake, well, then we might fall over, and then we might be in a bad situation. So I wanted to spell a myth. Maybe some of the junior soldiers think that they can't be held accountable for the things they say when they're not in uniform. I think it's safe to say that, you know, whether you're in a uniform or not, especially in a federalized status, you can still be held accountable for breaking those rules. Oh, of course. You know, whether you agree with a politician or a policy, if you are out there using what UCMJ calls this contemptuous speech, if you're using such harsh language against someone like the president, the vice president, Congress, SECDEF, you could be brought up on criminal UCMJ charges. That's UCMJ Article 88 for officers. Now, for non-commissioned officers, for enlisted, you could be brought up on charges for conduct prejudicial to good order and discipline. So, you know, soldiers need to be mindful that they can't just go off and shoot from the hip on social media and think that they can get away with it. If they're friends with other soldiers who see this, they could be influenced. They can report back to the chain of command that these violations are happening. So social media, while it might seem distant mentally, is just as much a representation of you and your views as you and I having this conversation right here. We don't want to discourage soldiers from taking part in their rights as, as U.S. citizens. We just want them to think about their activities and what they're doing and how others can perceive those. Yeah, 100%. Like I said at the beginning, the obligations, the responsibilities of citizenship we're all we're, we're we're here we're serving the u.s we want to engage in the political process right we want to engage in voting we want to shape our country we wouldn't be out here working so hard to protect our nation if we didn't want that but at the same time i just ask that hey before you hit send stop take a breath think about what you're about to do is this consistent with the army values and you know something i recommend to soldiers that we might not have talked about yet is stick to concepts if you're not sure about a political movement. Let's say there's a, a movement or a cause or a candidate that you really get behind, but you know that you probably shouldn't be posting about it on social media. Well, you know what you could talk about is the broader issues that they represent that you really get behind. So for example, the Army EO program tells us racial discrimination is bad. We should know that. Implicit bias, that's not a good thing. We should all be fighting that in the workplace, on the home front. But these larger concepts are things that you can talk about on social media that you can put out, out there. Hey, like, think about these things. Rather than getting into a specific person, a specific candidate, and how they feel about it, or a specific uh, measure that that candidate is trying to push in Congress. What you just said kind of touches on what my, my next question was going to be. You know, we've seen a lot of civil unrest and social movements of late. What point does a social movement in the eyes of the law cross over into being a political movement? And how does that affect our service members and how they interact with those movements? Oh, you, uh, you're giving me all the tough questions today. I'm really earning my, uh, my paycheck. I wish I could say, here in this regulation, we can clearly state that this social movement became a pol partisan political cause. But it all goes back to that perception issue that we talked about. 
now I'm an investigator on the civilian side. I'm an investigative attorney. So could I dig into a, a movement? Could I find the receipts if someone donates to that cause? Is that cause then funneling that money on to partisan causes? Well, that could be a red flag right there that this, this movement is no longer uh, a wider social movement, but has become a partisan movement. Are there candidates, partisan candidates, part of parties, national or state parties, like the Democratic or Republican parties, are they out there advocating for this, uh, this social movement or cause, right? Has that movement been co-opted by one of the parties to the point where it's become partisan? Those are the kinds of things you want to think about um, when you're trying to determine if, uh, if something has become partisan. But at the end of the day, it is murky and it is difficult. And as I said, it might be safer for soldiers, less risky, to talk about the general concepts that that movement is trying to put out there in the world without needing to specifically hashtag, hey, I'm with this group or this movement. That's great advice, sir. If anything, especially from this episode, we not only want them to know their left and right limits, especially in those murky gray areas, we want them to at least think about what they're doing. And that goes with social media or just involvement in any group, especially in today's environment. So what advice do you have for soldiers when it comes to being part of the political process or the social movements? What's some advice you have for them uh, that might keep them kind of out of trouble? Two big things come to mind. First, hey, maybe you have some extra money and you really support a partisan candidate or cause and you want to give your money to that cause. Hey, that's great. You know, that um, is totally allowed under uh, DOD Directive 1344.10 and you should feel free when you're not on government time, when you're not in uniform, when you're on your personal device, and it's not interfering in any way with your duties to give financially to some to a cause or a candidate that you believe in. But, and here, the big but is, you just can't go around and try and get other people to, to give money as well. You can't fundraise, you can't solicit, you know, you can write that check, you can hand in the debit card, but it, you cross a line when you start to try and get others to also do that. So I, I caution people there. Something else to think about is that maybe you are considering uh, running for office, or maybe back on the civilian side, you are an elected official. There are a lot of hoops that you have to jump through in order to be a candidate or nominee for office, and you're deployed or on active duty. And I would really strongly recommend that those people read DOD Directive 1344.10, and then if they have questions, You know, the OSJ has an ethics counselor for a reason. Please come uh, talk to your chain of command and then come talk to us and get some advice on where you need to go and how to move forward with that because it can be really tricky and you don't want to get yourself in hot water just because of your civilian job or because you want to run for office in the future. Yeah, we definitely have to be careful what we do in and out of uniform and to make sure that we're not endorsing or, as we've said over and over again, perception. We can't allow the perception to be that, you know, the military, the DOD, the Army, the Army National Guard is endorsing any activity. Yeah, so something else that comes to mind as you say that is a lot of people, you're going to hear a lot if you are politically minded, if you are following these candidates, 
they're going to be asking for all kinds of support. They're going to be asking for volunteers to go knock doors. Well, you know, you can't knock doors here in Camp Harif, John, uh, but they might, uh, you might see offers to do something called GOTV, which is get out the vote phone calls, which you could probably pretty easily do. You can call into a phone bank and, then, and do phone calls. But any kind of campaigning, any kind of trying to get others, even if they're not here with us, uh, even if they're not service members, that's going to be a no-go. So, hey, even doing a podcast and advocating for uh, partisan political campaigns or candidates would be a no-go. The list of prohibited items in DOD 1344.10, it doesn't take long to read. It's pretty quick, and you can set yourself straight, make sure you're not going to as we talked about, get close to the left and right boundaries on that football field. Where can they find this DOD uh, directive? If you Google the DOD directive, you'll be able to find it, but uh, most uh, DOD directives are on uh, a White House government website. Well, sir, thank you very much for joining us. Um, A lot of great information. I learned a lot during this, and I hope our audience has as well. I'm sure they have. And again, we're, we're trying to keep people out of trouble. We're trying to make sure that everybody knows what they can and can't do. It's very important, especially in an election year. We're going to probably start seeing things ramp up in, in the TV. Uh, not that I've seen TV for a while. Um, <laughs> but, you know, on, on, especially on social media, on the Internet, I think we're going to definitely start seeing things ramp up. So it's good for people to know what they can and can't do and, and what they should be at least thinking about before they decide to do that or post something on their social media accounts. Thank you again for joining us, sir. Thank you so much for having me. That wraps up this episode. I would like to thank our audience for joining us. Please share us with your friends, families, and coworkers, and send episode ideas to us on the Task Force Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. 